0: Hello and welcome to our newest online oaks online it's really good to be here as a, a guest host it's you know nice to be on this side rather than yeah interviewed.
1: Who, who said you could do it
0: you no, asked I'm me
1: <laughs> <laughs> what have we been up to the past um since the last episode so it's been three weeks because it was a five-week month oh yeah we've
0: had a had a few things on you guys run a, a Halloween event over here in Drumford. Yes, Goldberg.
1: we did a treat station and it was so so good and um, we basically uh, had hot soup, hot drinks, sweets, cakes mm-hmm. and served them outside and we lit up the car park with loads of lights. It was so, so good and um, I think we've got a little clip from some of the volunteers that were involved in that so I'll let that play now. Okay, what have you been up to this
0: evening? Okay, well tonight's been uh, a great night. It's Halloween night, of course, so there's lots of people around. But we've had people down to the back of the uh, building, to the car park. You can't see it now, but it was all lit up with lights and we had tables out with cakes (laughs) and biscuits. We've been serving soup and bread and all sorts of stuff. So that kicks us off. What about you, Georgia?
2: Well, we were handing out sweets at the front
1: and some biscuits that Janet made. It was
2: delicious
3: yeah. <laughs> okay. and Fran? yeah and we've been out on the streets we've been praying and we've been talking to people who've been out trick treating and giving them bags of stuff and uh it's been, it's been nice, really right. positive yeah yeah people yeah, really nice, has been right. really nice and uh, it's been good and some of them have come down here then and come and got a drink or a cake afterwards and uh, so we've it's just lots of connections with people yeah.
0: We've had about 30 or 40 yeah, families yeah, down yeah, to the yeah. building. We must have yeah. engaged with probably between us, maybe 30 or 40 more families yeah. on the streets. We've mm-hmm. given out lots of tracks, lots of sweets, and had a great deal of fun together as well. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah, yeah it's been fun, great. Yeah. So I hope that uh, tells you a little bit about what we've been up to. Mm-hmm.
1: Thank you. So that was great. Thank you, Richard, George, and Fran for. Updating us on that As mm. you can see It was good fun For everyone involved In the prayer walk And in the um, In the actual Treat station down here yeah, It sounded like um, It went really well Yeah we'll definitely Do it again I think We'll learn from it But we'll We'll, <laughs> we'll do it again mm. And you went to The celebration
0: I led the celebration Oh yeah? Well you
1: can't give
4: no, I feedback. can't give honest
0: feedback. Really I'd love to say right it was right. great. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the lead, meeting no, it did really seem really to go well. really well. We had loads of people engaging. We had some great videos from Tier Fund, who uh, sent us some stuff to do with uh, Cops Sunday, uh, how we serve the world, how we love it, and how to get involved. We spent a lot of time praying, which mm-hmm. was really, really good, yeah. worshiping God, and then had loads of people coming forward with testimonies and sharing and prayer requests. It was really, really nice yeah. to see people coming forward and sharing. We we, we love that. And Mike's c- really cool little story talky thing was really interesting i loved that the, the sailors analogy if you if you weren't there do ask him about it it was mm, really really I good but yeah we put out some prayer requests on the facebook thing as well so great I think yeah
1: yeah because yeah. we've got a oaks family facebook group now that's like mm. a private facebook group that you can join and um, put in prayer requests or oh. updates or whatever uh, yeah. kind of like we do with our church emails but that's great mm, and we'll brilliant. put some links in the description below for mm. some more prayer stuff that talk about because dorothy um mentions a bit about that later we're yes. going to interview dorothy on the talk that she did this week which is what did jesus say about the natural world so mm. we'll we'll have plenty of opportunity for you to get involved with the cop 26 mm. prayer stuff um next on our list is what's coming up in the future Ooh, we've got like, a few things coming up don't we yeah um in A couple of weeks, I don't know, it's hard when we film these, it's confusing sometimes. When is it? Um, But in a couple of weeks, we've got our next Impact Sunday. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, this is going to be focused on mental health. Mm. which is so important at the moment.
0: Yeah, it's going to be really good.
1: Um, That's the Drumfield one particularly. Mm -hmm. I think Eckington are now doing their own separate one, is that right? Yes,
0: we have some guest speakers coming over. Uh, We're going to interview them. They're doing some fantastic work in their communities about reaching out, having their home as a space where people could just come and meet them. Uh, I think Richard's going to be interviewing them and we'll have some time chatting to them, worshipping and getting... Uh, wisdom but you guys have got a guest coming to you yeah we've also
1: got a guest speaker a mental health nurse is a Christian um, so he's going to be offering some insight into that and how we help others in this journey of mental health Mm. because we genuinely don't know Mm. the impact of this COVID situation on mental health we've touched Mm. on that on previous episodes so if you uh, haven't watched those yet go go ahead and watch those Mm.
0: exciting times there's lots coming up lots to look forward to I I think they're going to be really really good they're going to be really good
1: Mm. And we've obviously got the, the C word, Christmas, coming up. Mm. Um, this was mentioned Getting a couple excited. of... I think it was mentioned last episode, and I was like, <laughs> it's way too early, but actually now <laughs> it's not too early. We've got Christmas to think about uh, what we're doing Advent things, themed things, and mm-hmm. uh, we've got multiple uh, services coming up, so carol service on Christmas Eve, uh, yeah. the blue Christmas service. We've actually yeah. got a planning meeting soon, so if you want to get involved in that, get in touch with me mm. and... Uh, Come help me and Muriel Stone here from um, the Wesleyan Reformed Church. We'll yeah. be leading that together. So really good stuff coming up.
0: Time to get excited. It's good. It's build-up time.
1: Can we play Christmas music yet?
0: I think so. I think yeah, we should. I, I think, think we, we should. should in the office.
1: Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, so before we digress into more Christmas talk, <laughs> shall we move on? We should, we
0: should. <laughs> uh, Don't get got,
1: distracted. Uh, Dorothy, I've already explained with us this, this episode, talking about mm. what Jesus said about the natural world. So mm. shall we go into the hot topic this yeah. week?
0: Well, it is a hot topic at the moment. Yeah, wow. you There you go. <laughs>
1: Hello and welcome to this week's Hot Topic. We have Dorothy here with us. Welcome, Dorothy. Hello. Um, You have done a talk for us this week. Tell us what you did your talk about and why you chose that topic.
5: Well, um, I chose the topic um, about how Jesus um, spoke and uh, observed his natural environment. And um, I chose that because of all that's going off um, with COP26. Yes. I mean, that is in everybody's minds at the moment. So I thought uh, that would be a rather relevant topic to look at.
1: Yeah. Cool. You mentioned that, didn't you, about how we feel about it and, and things. Do you want to share a bit about your own personal stuff, how you feel about COP26? Yes, as well,
5: on? you know, it's in everybody's minds at the moment. And I think people are reacting very differently. I mean, some people are absolutely, fed up of hearing about it, aren't they? And I think it's turning some people off, but there's an awful lot of people who are, um, well, Mm -hmm. there's a whole range of of emotions, aren't there? Some people are uh, tremendously anxious about it. Mm -hmm. Um, Some people are getting very angry, aren't they? Mm -hmm. Um, With the government not doing enough. Um, I mean, hopefully, as Christians, we can be very prayerful about it. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of material on the internet, showing you how you can be praying behind what's happening up in Glasgow. Oh,
1: that's great! You we'll have to mm. share some
5: of that with us, and we can put it on the video
1: can't yes. people, like below. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: So the question is, I've never seen climate change mentioned in the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. No. <laughs> actually, sure. no, So can you tell us how how you've gone about finding what Jesus would say and how it's relevant to yes. us today?
5: Well I'm not coming at it from a scientific background, so I'm not qualified to, to talk about all the technical details that we've been bombarded with at the moment, um, so I've come at it simply looking at um, how Jesus responded really. And it's very clear from the Gospel accounts that Jesus was very observant about the natural environment around it. I, I actually went through and, and logged up all the mentions there are about the natural environment. And it's a huge number. Mm-hmm. Um, different categories of things that he looked at or mentions in his teaching, mm-hmm. or the things that are recorded there in the Gospels. Mm -hmm. And um, so Jesus clearly was keeping his eyes open when he walked around Galilee and and Judea. Um, So there's that aspect about it. Mm -hmm. Um, But also, he didn't just look at them. He actually used those things that he's observed in his teaching because he drew lessons from it. Mm -hmm. And he said, look at it. It's teaching us something. Um, and he also actually interacted with his environment, and that's where it's really interesting, I think.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. it's interesting that those details are in the Bible, because mm-hmm. there's obviously, we assume, a lot in the Bible, that a lot that's not in the Bible, sorry, that we don't really know what happened, but it's interesting that those things mm-hmm. are in there. Mm-hmm. And I suppose it's key to know at this point, if you're watching this and you don't believe in climate change, because there are people that don't believe in climate change, that this is still relevant to you because you're not specifically talking about that. Like, you're talking about how Jesus interacted and what he said about the natural world. Mm-hmm. So I think it's profound, whatever angle you come from in, in this. So you did yes. that really well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: I liked, I liked the way you termed them. at um, Jesus using um, particular aspects of nature as visual aids. I think that's mm. quite, quite helpful. Mm-hmm and the, the first part of your talk, you use the scriptures about Jesus saying, you know, look at the lilies
4: mm. and, uh, mm. and look
2: at the birds of mm-hmm. the air and, and drew out the kind of the main message of those things, which I think is relevant to all of us. Yeah. And it's, yes. don't worry about things. Mm. And oh, there's so
1: many lessons from the birds, so Julia. Many, so
2: many <laughs> lessons from the birds. And that, and that God really cares for us. And so it, it was a lovely kind of unpacking of a very mm. simple scenario and i think it i mean we can't help ourselves can we when we're out in nature to no. look at things and be amazed mm. um, yes. and you know from the simplicity to the complex um, yes. construction of things i mean mm. i'm really into fungi oh yes. I mean,
5: like, yeah yeah <laughs> it's the right time of year for that fascinates me I've yeah. got loads of photographs on my, wow. <laughs> my camera <laughs> john walks up it's like
2: taking another photograph of fungi again but i just think it's amazing it's so Absolutely. beautiful and yeah. so yeah. well we know i love
1: Na- nature, nature, not just, not just birds not just birds, not just birds but I do love going out in nature I've shared that before on here and in church and things yeah. because I just think that to me has been the place where I like experience God as well Out mm-hmm. in nature, just because of everything lately that's been going on, it's been the one thing I mean you do mention that don't you in your talk which maybe we'll talk about later I don't know, but you do mention that it's not surprising that going out in nature makes us feel good because mm-hmm. God created the world and that we live in and I was saying then there's a lot you can learn from the birds and me and Dorothy were sharing earlier with Julia a book that we've both read Uh, John Fermer, one of my friends in in my belonging group gave me recently a book to read called uh, The Birds Our Teachers or something like that it's Mm -hmm. by John Stott isn't it and Mm -hmm. it's it's really really good and interesting it's got the the lesson about the do not worry but it's got lots of other lessons Mm -hmm. as well that you can Mm -hmm. learn I might put that a link to that. Oh, yeah. If this is something that you are, I mean, even if it's not, it's a very interesting book to read, even if you don't like birds, really. I think you could take a lot from it and notice more out in the world. Because mm. it's not like really obscure birds that you're never going to see. It's like pigeons and robins and mm. things yeah. like that. So you will definitely see them about. Yes.
5: Yeah. was sorry. I think people are absorbing these things, whether they realise it or not. Mm. Um, and like I, I, I mentioned in the talk, you know, People do benefit from being out in Mm. the green spaces as we've kept on being told. Mm. Um, And that's God's goodness to us. um, Mm. That his creation actually does benefit us Mm. um, and it does do us good. Mm. Um, Whether people realize that's a gift from God or not, Mm. that's the Creator's kindness to us. Mm. And uh, Mm. Jesus was all of that, you know, and the very fact that he drew Um, our attention to it is is not accidental Mm. he was saying come on it does you good Mm -hmm. you know look at it
1: Um, it's the same message that goes all the way through the bible and I've been trying to lately in relation to that real trying because you can feel like if you're out in the peak district obviously you're like wow this is amazing you can clearly you know if you're on top of a mountain or something you can see that God is there I've been really trying to just see notice things like where I am like if I'm walking to work it's only a ten minute walk so I've not really got you know a lot of but you, once you try and notice things there's so much even just in like mm. that short walk mm. that you can mm. see and especially this time of year with the changing colors of yes. leaves and all of that, it's so amazing mm. and we have a thing on our social media called mindfulness moments which mm. are so like these very short clips about a minute of nature and they're all about that, like what you're saying, mm-hmm, noticing mm-hmm. what God has done around you and yes. wherever the fungus or the leaves or whatever it is, you can notice beauty and mm-hmm, it around you. Yes. I mean, the fungi aren't really, most people wouldn't necessarily yes. notice, but I bet they will now you've mentioned it. <laughs> <laughs> they are so they're so amazing. so yes. amazing. and varied. yeah. very.
2: Yeah. Okay, well, I think we'll go over to one of your clips now, mm-hmm. which is about the Good Shepherd. Mm-hmm. So we'll um, we'll QV QVT QVT <laughs>
5: yeah
2: and get back to you in a moment. Okay, thank you.
5: And then a very other potent picture that Jesus used in John chapter ten. Jesus speaks about himself as the good shepherd. He says, "I am." The good shepherd. Now there's a bit of a difference between how our, our picture here in the west of a shepherd. We think of a shepherd, we've perhaps seen them out in um, the countryside, um, herding along their sheep, with often with a, a trusty dog with them. But in the Middle East, um, the shepherds um, led their sheep, even if they were, their sheep were penned up with somebody else's sheep, When it came time for them to go out and find some fresh pasture land for their sheep, they would call their sheep and their sheep would respond. The other sheep wouldn't, they belonged to somebody else. But their sheep would come when they heard their shepherd's voice and would follow them. Only their sheep would come out from amongst the others and follow them. And they would be led by their shepherd and Jesus said my sheep know my voice and they'll follow me you see what he's painting is a picture of a trusting relationship and that's the kind of relationship Jesus wants us to have with him One where we know we can trust him to lead us and guide us. A relationship where we know him. Where we belong to him. And Jesus also said further on, I lay down my life for my sheep. And that's exactly what he did. Jesus laid down his life so that we can know again a relationship with our Heavenly Father by laying down his life. Jesus opened the way for that relationship with our Heavenly Father to be restored.
2: Brilliant, brilliant story, telling the story. Um, So tell us a little more about the shepherds because you, you describe the differences between the Middle Eastern and the mm-hmm. West and what we understand as a shepherd and I think mm-hmm. that's I think it's yes, really I helpful. Yes, I think
5: that's actually quite an important difference because in this country we think of herding sheep, mm-hmm. where you're pushing the, the herd along from behind. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I say, usually the shepherd has the help of some dogs with him, doesn't he? <laughs> Whereas the, the idea in the Middle East is that the sheep know their shepherd's voice and he walks ahead of them and his own sheep will follow him. Really? And oh. um, although the sheep might, you know, if the shepherd talks to stops to talk to another shepherd, the sheep will mingle together from the two shepherds. Um, But as soon as one shepherd says goodbye and walks off, his own sheep will follow him, he'll call to them, and his own sheep will separate from the rest of the the other sheep and follow off after him. Um, And the ones that don't belong to him stay there. So it's it's quite a different concept Mm -hmm. about following the shepherd. They're not herded, they are led. Mm. By yeah. the shepherd.
1: I don't um. think I knew that before your talk, mm. by the way. Yeah. Mm. So that was really quite a good, a way, yeah, a good thing to learn. Because I think definitely when I think of the good shepherd, I didn't think I underst- I don't think I understood mm. it as well as mm. what you you've mm. explained it. So well,
2: like, we're familiar with the scripture, aren't we? Even the, the sheep know my my voice. But it just makes so much more sense. Yeah, now I know, know that. When you yeah. actually yeah. Uh, explain mm. the context. So.
1: And like, the, obviously you talked about the trust in relationship mm. with him and how how we're called to have that and and all of that. I thought it was really good. Do you want to touch on any of that to do with what you said?
5: Yes, I think that's just such a crucial idea mm. in, uh, in the Christian faith that right at the very heart of God, our Christian belief is that it's all about a relationship Mm. and how Jesus has brought us into a new relationship with the Father.
1: Yeah.
5: Um, You know, if if we summed it up in one word for me, it would be relationship. Yeah. It's not about rules and regulations, is it? It's about relationship.
1: No. And I think that's what impacted me when I was listening to your talk is this whole COP26 thing can get really overwhelming. And I know you touched on that before. Some people don't don't get overwhelmed by it, but I think I'm particularly a person that's like, can get, you know, I need to make the right decisions, I need to be, be wary of what I'm doing with everything, you know, clothes, food, whatever it is, I try Mm -hmm. and make the best decisions I can Mm -hmm. for the environment. And I think that's right. But I do think there has to be some, there has to be a point where you you say, you know, you can only do what you can do. Mm -hmm. And it is about relationship, it's not about the rules and regulations. Thing, what you said. So having putting that first, that trusting relationship with him, and, and allowing mm. yourself the grace to be like, actually, I'm doing my best, and that's okay, mm. and God's going to meet me in that. I, th- mm. I really thought it was impactful. Yeah, mm.
5: our motive for doing any of it mm. is our relationship. Yeah, mm. that's the motive behind it. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. Mm. But I think you also raised the question
2: at the end of that section about, do I do I belong? Mm. Ooh. <laughs> That's a big question. Yeah, I yes. wrote that down. Yes. You?
1: Do I need to know I belong? <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> and I think there are
5: many people in our society today who have the, an empty space there, shall we say. Mm. Um, they need to know they belong. Mm. Um, I think it's a fundamental human need yeah. to know that they belong somewhere, mm. belong to someone. and. You know, it's it's the cause of, of deep loneliness in a lot of people that mm. they don't feel they belong anywhere mm. or belong to anyone.
1: Yeah,
5: um, It's a deep human need.
1: Yeah, well, why would we feel rejection if we didn't feel that we needed to belong? It makes, mm. it to me, it makes sense. Like, mm. I see it on particularly social media nowadays. I don't know, I know you're not on social media, but I think you are, Dorothy. Mm. But that, like, or post things and it's like you see it and, it and it just breaks your heart because you think if they knew they belonged and they were loved and things, they wouldn't be as rejected in in that, mm-hmm. you know, th- I mean, there's often it's a lot of fun made out of it, you know, like if someone doesn't like your post, it's this or whatever, but actually this, like you say, there's something in us, isn't there, that, mm-hmm. that space, yeah. that deep, mm-hmm. um, Need Um, and a need
5: to be accepted. Mm. Yes, yeah. Yes, that's why rejection hurts so much Mm. because we have a fundamental need Mm. to be accepted. Mm, Exactly. Yes.
1: So I just thought it was really good how you tied it all in with the 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 good shepherd and how that all works together. I thought it was very good. Thank Mm -hmm. you, Dorothy. Excellent.
2: We'll go on to your next clip now, which is another exciting instalment. Um, It's about. The Great Storm. Would you oh yeah, yes, we'll watch it and then we'll come back to it.
5: But there's another very interesting incident recorded in three of the Gospels, where Jesus actually interacted with his environment. It was one day when Jesus was with his disciples and they were crossing the Sea of Galilee, which was actually a very big lake. But it's surrounded by hills and sudden storms were something that could happen on that lake. And on this occasion, Jesus was fast asleep in the back of the boat. And as they were crossing the lake, one of these sudden storms occurred. it must have been particularly bad because it terrified the disciples. They thought the boat was going to go down, but Jesus was still fast asleep. So they shouted to him and woke him up and they said, Jesus, don't you care? We're going to drown. So they were terrified of the storm and it looked like the boat was going to go down. But Jesus, Stood up and it says he rebuked the wind and the waves and said, silence, be still. And it did just that. The wind stopped and the waves calmed down and it was calm. And then the disciples were terrified of him. It says they were terrified and they said to each other, who is this man that the wind and the waves obey him? Now these guys were good Jewish lads and they would have known their Hebrew scriptures back to front. So I wonder if when they got over the panic and the shock, they would have remembered something they'd read in their Hebrew scriptures, which I'm sure they would have known. It's what we call the Old Testament. Because in one of their Psalms, in fact Psalm 107, It portrays a situation just exactly like they've just been in, where some sailors are terrified and they shout, Lord, help! And in verse 39, it says, God, says of God, he calmed the storm to a whisper and stilled the wave. See, that was God. Would it dawn on them who they'd had in their boat? You see, the one who they'd had in their boat was Emmanuel, God with us. That was the answer to their question. Who is this man? It was Emmanuel, God with us that's who Jesus was. That's why he could interact with the wind and the waves and say peace be still.
1: So you just told us a story about uh, when Jesus calmed the storm and mm-hmm. John helpfully had a picture, a, a video there of the Sea of Galilee. Yes. But you explained that you know storms can come up quickly mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I, as you were telling the story I was thinking it must have been pretty bad because weren't the people that Jesus were with were like used to mm. being on the water wasn't yes, it? they so were fishermen so for they? them to be terrified mm. it must have been pretty bad yes um but yeah I really I think that story of you know calming the storm and then you relate it back to the old testament do you want to unpack that a little bit?
5: yes let me just mention as well oh, though, right, yeah, that on. i actually <laughs> had a slip of the tongue because i said it was psalm 107 you find that verse and um, i i said um it was verse 39 it isn't it's actually verse 29 oh. so sorry folks we can um, let you off don't do it again <laughs> <laughs> i got the wrong verse if you were trying to find it um but yes i just i just think it's interesting that um it, there's that um, verse in the Psalms and I, I just wondered if the disciples at a later point would have suddenly made that connection mm. or if anybody else, you know, in, uh, who knew their old Psalms um, would have thought, hang on a minute, you know, mm. um, that was talking about God the Father and here's this guy, you know, who's come along and done exactly the same thing. Yeah. Uh, what do we make of that? Mm. Um, yes, I mean, we, with hindsight, can see yeah, the connection, yeah, but yeah. did they in that, um, you know, when it really happened?
1: I don't know if they would. I'd like to think that we would, but mm. if this is me, I'm not sure I would have at that yeah. point, you know. I think the New
5: Testament writers later on, you know, yeah. those who were writing the epistles, I think they'd got to the point where they could see the connection. Mm. But whether the first disciples um, got to that point is a matter of discussion
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> and on their track record
5: they were, <laughs> they were a it. bit slow sometimes, yeah so maybe <laughs> maybe not I <laughs> can't really blame um, them
2: but yeah, I, yeah. I've, I've always been fascinated with that story about the fact that they were in this horrendous storm and the disciples were all hysterical and, and Jesus was just snoozing through it yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yes. I think yeah. that's amazing but we um last year we did a, an online sort of Bible study with Bill Johnson and he talked about this story, and I remember him sort of like drawing out the fact that Jesus is, is the calm in our storms. Yeah. And we have to kind mm. of, you know, look at him. There's always a storm, isn't there, in, in all yes. our lives. At some yes. point or other, there's a storm. And it's, um, it's remembering that Jesus is the, mm. is the calm and is the peace. And, and looking at him,
5: mm. not at the circumstances and, and the, yes. the size of the waves yes. around yeah. us. There's so many lessons, aren't there, mm. in these stories? You can take them at so many levels. Yeah. And again, Jesus demonstrates the the, the perfect trusting relationship with his Father.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm. And obviously, my question that Burns when I re- heard this was, "Do you believe we can rebuke the weather?" <laughs> 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 and I, why hadn't I thought of that on Saturday when it was absolutely <laughs> chucking it down with rain when I was playing hockey—that's <laughs> what I thought of. Why didn't I remember this story and rebuke the rain? Well, sometimes we're doing it for our own motives. Aren't I know, we? And not and, uh, hearing God. Yeah,
5: that's but good I you could answer that, don't I? No, it. I think it's legitimate sometimes to pray about the weather. Mm-hmm. Why not? Yeah. Um, but we have to be sure we're doing it for the right reasons, because what might suit us might not be good for someone else. <laughs> yeah. No, that is yeah.
1: true. And in mm. the book um, "God on Mute," which we've mentioned before, Pete Gregg, he talks about that. How sometimes our prayers aren't answered because. Basically, you might be praying for the sun that day, and (laughs) I'm praying. And it would be silly if it was just like, yeah.
4: yeah.
5: And that brings us really back to to the situation with with the climate crisis, Mm, doesn't it? That's true. Mm -hmm. Um, It might not worry us if things get a bit warmer in Britain, Mm -hmm. but it can be disastrous for somebody who already lives in a hot climate. Yeah. So again, this is caring for
1: your neighbour, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and we touched on that in the last episode. We we showed some tear fund videos that were of other countries and, and no doubt in this episode we'll touch on different things. But yeah, we we are very I don't want to use word narrow minded, but it is a sen- in a sense it is because we always think how this is affecting yes, us. But right. we don't actually yes. appreciate, do we, that it's a it's a it's a global um, Absolutely. global thing. Yes. So yeah, you're right there we will put the prayer things on that people can be doing, but maybe it'd be good to pray now about mm-hmm. things. And Cause this is such a big um, topic. And like you said, we can be feeling overwhelmed. So maybe we could just ask that God to help us in whatever, to help yes. us know what we can do and to mm-hmm. for our leaders. We meant to pray for our leaders. So we, we pray for, yeah. for yeah. the whole situation at the moment. Mm-hmm. Would you like to lead us in that Dorothy? Okay. Is that okay? Thank yeah.
5: you. Okay. Father, we thank you for this glorious world that you have created for us. And we ask that you will help us in our responsibility to care for it and show us the way forward in this present situation. And help us, Father, um, to have the right perspective, not to be anxious in a wrong way, but to know what our responsibility is to care for your world and to care for our neighbour, mm-hmm. whether that be a neighbour that's on the far side of this world, um, to see what, how our actions affect others um, around the world and not to be selfish in the way we live. So help us, Father, to know how to be just in our actions and to show a loving attitude to others around the world in the way we live our lives. And Father, we ask, particularly at this time, um, that you will give wisdom and insight to the leaders Mm -hmm. as they make decisions that are going to affect us all Mm -hmm. uh, in the coming years. We pray, Lord, that self-interest and pride will be diminished, and that they will be able to make wise decisions um, that will be for the benefit and the good uh, of the whole world. Mm. In Jesus' name we pray. Mm. Amen. Amen.
1: Thank you, Dorothy. Yeah,
2: thank you. Really enjoyed your talk and really enjoyed having you here this evening yeah. as we discussed
1: well, it. Please good. come good again. To, yeah, <laughs> to talk.
2: Yeah. Yes, you could sit on the sofa.
1: Yeah, you could do um, you could do, interview, you could it interview someone it. who does it talk. <laughs> so, you'd That's be fun. good at it. Yeah, yeah natural. <laughs> um, we'll go into the hot gospel now, I mm-hmm. believe, unless anyone has anything else they would burning desire to say. Anything you want to add, Dorothy, to dinner? No, I
5: think that was good. while well, we're we'll able to talk. Good. Thank okay.
1: Cool. Yeah, so over to the hot gospel. Mm-hmm. <coughs>
2: We have no food and are dependent on our livestock for our livelihood. Whenever there is no rainfall, our animals die as there is no grass or water. When it rains, I only need to walk five minutes to collect water, but these water sources are now dry. Every night, I walk for 10 hours to collect water from a lake. The length of the dry season is increasing. I worry about my children and my family. I feel worried whenever I think about the future.
3: Let's change the climate with what we do and say. Let's increase the temperature of how we live and pray. Let's see levels of engagement rise with signatures and protests, new habits and old cries. Let's pay attention and get our voices heard. Let's speak up with words that bless, attest to the change we want to see as we find ways to say we've had enough, we have enough, now enough. Come on, let's increase the temperature of how we live and pray. Let's not forget we do not own this earth. It's ours on loan, it's rivers, and it's mountains, it's oceans, and it sees. Let's dump these foolish notions that we can breeze through life and never leave a trace. Come on, let's face the truth and own our part. Allow the facts to melt our stony heart. Look and see the devastation wrought upon this world, the desecration of lives that ought with every breath to declare the beauty of creation's God. Let's heed his call, that still, small voice that whispers words of hope in darkest days. Let's change the climate, get on our knees and pray, turn up the heat on this debate, exchanging words of hate for deeds of love. Let's ditch the feeble things we say. It wasn't me, I'm not to blame. Behold the man who carries all our shame. Repent of how we've reached this place. Face the beauty of Creator's cross Where love reshapes the arc And sight of justice is not lost Then, side by side, not split apart Let's demonstrate our praise Together find what moves God's heart See levels of engagement raised By how we live and pray Come on, let's change the climate Father
1: Help us to be good stewards of your beautiful world. Reveal your heart to us. We want to love as you love. We're sorry for where we have not taken care of it in the way you intended. We want to do better from now on. Amen.
0: really love that spoken word by Fiona and if you did get involved in that prayer, let like us spoke over that, then do get in touch with us. We'd love to hear from you, love to hear your thoughts on that and how you're involved in that. Don't just consume that, be, be a part of that, get involved, engage. Yeah. That would be fantastic to hear from you.
1: Yeah. Uh, Tear Fund are actually one of the yeah. charities that we often raise funds for. We're, we're mm. doing a big quiz night, which there'll be an advert for uh, later mm. uh, soon. But it's not the only charity that we're involved in. We have a lot of mission giving as a, mm. as a church. And one of those is um, the Friends of the Preschool that Graham and Steph Reed are involved in. Yes. Now, Graham has kindly produced um, and sent us some videos, mm. footage of what, they get up to and and where our money that we give goes to, so uh, John's edited that, we're going to show you that now.
4: Mm.
6: Um, This is Graham, and um, I'm just going to make a series of little videos to show you around Satch. Um, If you come into Satch on the road from the north, um, then the very first thing you'll see is our hospital, which uh, was built for us by Orchid Studio about four years ago. We're still in the process of trying to get together all the different materials we need for our hospital, Um, so it's an ongoing process. Um, but we're so thankful to God for these buildings, um, despite the fact that they've given us a fair number of problems. Um, they were built by an architect rather than somebody, than an engineer perhaps. Uh, so we've had a lot of leaks and all sorts of things to try and deal with, but uh, we've ended up with these uh, beautiful buildings, um, and I'll show you inside in a minute. Um, my my job here is the grounds and uh, landscaping so over the last year this year in particular we've done a lot of work to try and make the the surroundings of the hospital look beautiful and you can see we've got a fence here that's part of our um, commitment to uh, making our hospital into a covid treatment center um, which has been a bit of a saga really because we do have positive people coming in um, to to our hospital it's actually a clinic at the moment um, but uh, and we have an isolation ward for them, two isolation wards actually but um, if they're tested positive then they're, they're very frightened and uh, what they do is they run away so uh, so far we've not... <laughs> we've not been able to keep anybody in the isolation wards. Instead, they run back to their communities and hide. Um, But of course, that's uh, not very good in terms of keeping COVID from spreading here. Thankfully, miraculously really, we've not had a single serious case of COVID in all these months. Um, So I'm just coming to the gate now uh, where we can come in and uh, I'll introduce you to uh, some of the people who are here. Yes, so I've come into one of the wards now, and uh, Steph's here, my cousin Anne Bentley, and uh, they, they come down once, twice every day um, just to spend time with the patients and, uh, and to pray with them and uh, just to comfort them and be with them. Um, so, I'll just ask Anne. can you tell us a little bit about the lady who you're with today?
0: Um, she appears to have high blood pressure because um, she says she has difficulty in walking. Her legs are very painful and also numb on the bottom. And um, she's got very bad pain behind the eyes. She said mm-hmm. that's what we were praying for. Mm-hmm. pain would leave and that her legs would feel stronger and less painful.
5: Yeah.
0: Thank you. It seems to have had this uh, condition
6: a lot. Yeah. So it's very much a normal day here at the clinic um, and uh, we have a variety of patients in. Of course Covid is the big thing in the world today but um, uh, our main concerns are HIV and TB and malaria. Um, and other things like snake bites, which take people's lives quite often. Um, so, uh, yeah, we have a, quite a, a variety of different things that people get treated for here. Steph and Ann do a lot of work alongside our clinical team, and um, they bring much needed pastoral care and quite often lead patients to Jesus, and. Sometimes they see some wonderful, wonderful healings as well, not all the time, but um, they're praying for patients and seeing some really great things happening. So that's just a quick look at our hospital. Our main primary school is separate from the preschool, Um, but over the years we've done what we can to improve uh, conditions here as well. yeah, when we came here the situation was very dire, the classrooms were just empty rooms, there were no functional desks, no electricity, and no water, well no actually there were there was a light bulb in each room, um, but it wasn't working. <laughs> so um, Steph and I have done quite a lot with help from people like yourselves who've been donating, um, so that we can Improved conditions here. It's break time here, so everybody's hanging about and enjoying themselves. Good morning, everybody. How are you? Good, good, good. And uh, here's one lad. He's escaping quickly before I talk to him. How are you? Good, good, good. Okay. (laughs) Morning, boys. How are you?
3: Say hello to my
6: friends in Putu. Say hello. (laughs) Okay. So you can see we've got desks in here now. These are all desks that were broken and we've refurbished them. Um, You can see our school uniform is very smart. And uh, that's the bell going now. So it's going to be class time again very soon. Just finished repainting in here as as well. Um, Okay. So uh, yeah, this is a little wa- washroom that we've built on the end. Uh, we had to bring water about a kilometre uh, to here. Um, the water gets pumped up from a river and then um, gravity fed down to the school. Um, Steph is our researcher so she wanted to try and find taps that would keep working. Now these taps have been in here for nearly three years and you can see we've built a concrete trench uh, as a basin and uh, these push taps are really difficult to break, so uh, it's just really great to see that they're still uh, working in school after all this time. We've also built uh, some new toilet blocks, one of the problems we had um, was with the girls because our primary school goes up to about 15 years old and um, because we had no washing facilities and no proper toilets, well, no toilets with water in them, um, when girls were having periods, they tended to stay at home um, because we didn't really have the facilities for, that they needed here. So, just by building new toilets and um, just uh, putting water into one of them so that um, people can wash in there um, has been has meant that the girls can come to school all the way through the month, which is really important. Um, toilets are a bit different from the ones you're used to at home. Now you can see that they hit a hole in the floor. I think this one might be a bit easier to see. There we go, the drop toilet. Um, but that's uh, the kind of toilet people here here are used to. So yeah, we've managed to paint the outside of the school this term as well so we're so grateful for the way people partner us here because um, a little bit of money goes a long way here and um, it's just been wonderful just to see those little improvements which make such a, different to peop- a difference to people's lives Um, and welcome to our preschool here at Satchibondu. And you can see there that uh, Mr. Wales and Mama Mary are there. And they're our teachers. We, we, um, they're the best teachers in the world. Um, <laughs> and of course, the best children in the world too. So they're just going to sing a little song for you. One of their little morning songs for you now. Thank you. So, yes, I'm still here at the preschool and you can probably hear the children are still singing. Um, And you might be aware that we've been working for uh, the last few months um, to build an extension for our preschool. You can see it there in the background. It's kind of nearly finished there. Um, but I want to introduce you to Mr. Webby, who's my right-hand man. Ever since we built our house, he's been working with me every day and was there right at the beginning when we were building the uh, the, the foundation. So yeah, here he is working uh, this morning. And um, good morning, Mr. Webby. Morning, Sam. Um, I just want to ask you, just tell us what you're doing at the moment uh, to help us with the building of the preschool extension.
0: Since we have seen the classroom is finished and the roof is very short, that's why we are putting an extension here as I'm building this small porch in order to put a roof here to protect children from going in Ooh. when it is raining. They have their mice even left their shoes outside here, and they go inside. So this is the protection for them, sir.
6: Thank you, Mr. Webby. So we're hoping that we'll finish this next week. But um, at the moment, uh, Mr. Webby, who is a very good bricklayer um, and does all the sort of little bit of bits of fancy work for me, um, is just building these two uh, brick columns. So fairly soon, um, they'll be tall enough for us to put that little porch on. Uh, So that's another little thing that's happening at the moment. Hi again, Uh, this is Graham, Um, just uh, down near our house just to show you where we live really. Um, When we came here in 2015 uh, this was quite thick bush and uh, somebody had built a stone wall. which they intended to use as the beginnings of their own house. Um, they were farming here, but the farm uh, didn't work out, so they had to move away, and they left the wall, and that became the foundation for um, for our house. So it's the front wall, really. We're on a slope. Um, when when you come out here to do missions work, you find yourself having to do things you never dreamt you'd have to do in your whole life, and certainly. Um I'm an artist and I have no practical skills well I've I've learned a lot actually whilst I've been here but um Steph and I set about process building a house um took us 2 years and 3 months between starting the foundations and um moving in here and this last year we've done quite a lot on the gardens and the landscaping just to Improve it, but we're so thankful because the Lord has given us The most beautiful uh, spot in the world to live so we um, This is our veranda and uh, From our veranda we have this wonderful view down to the lake um, And uh, we have an antil here that uh, We chop the top off of antils here as tall as three-storey buildings, so um, looks a little bit like a golf tee, but it's a, just another beautiful place to sit and enjoy coffee, so um, yeah, no, we're so thankful for, for this beautiful place um, to live, and uh, I, I have become an early morning person, so I, I get up at half past four every morning just to uh, to sit on that veranda, and um, look out and see the sunrise and uh, spend time with God and then I'm in bed like an old man at half past eight <laughs> but um, who needs TV? Um, so yeah, uh, just a quick look at um, where we live uh, So uh, I want to talk to you about well, the main services obviously here at Sat, uh, we can't just plug into the mains electricity or water anything like that we're in a very very remote area here and so everything has to be uh, we have to make everything for ourselves Um, so I'm down at the dam at the moment Um, if you look on Google Earth about uh, 18 or 20 miles north and slightly east of Mwinnilunga you'll find a lake it's about two miles long and the lake is made by this dam here which was built 35 years ago it's beyond its sell-by date so I'll be talking about that a little bit more next year Um, but anyway uh, this dam is what we use to generate our electricity so uh, water is siphoned off the side of the dam here travels down this channel and then it drops down into a turbine housed inside that Uh, Concrete housing there. It's looking a little bit rickety, but it's still there and still working for us, Uh, and that provides our electricity. Uh, Yeah, so I'm. um, Lots of mozzies down here today. (laughs) Um, So I'm down at the turbine house. It's making a lovely whirring noise, which is great um, because that means it's working. Now, I wanted to show you something else down down there you can just see that dome shaped oh my goodness the mozzies this morning are bad you can just see that dome shaped object there and that's called a ram and uh, the ram sends water It's, it's got a valve system in it so water is also channeled down from above the dam down into that dome where which has valves in it which squirt water so the water's going down in the thick pipe and it's squirting water up the thin pipe that thin pipe travels a whole kilometer up the hill uh, to a tank on top of an anthill above our houses and then from there water is um, gravity fed down to our houses so we get water from the river from uh, from the lake um, into our taps which is fine for washing and uh, that kind of stuff, but we have to have our drinking water brought from another source, and I'll show you that as well. Yeah, a last look at the dam, it's very beautiful here. Muddy um, is still fishing, trying to get another fish for her lunch. Uh, she's also being troubled by the mosquitoes.
0: So thank
1: you, Graham and Steph, for those videos. They were fantastic. And it really helps us to see what we're giving too. So that's yeah. really great. Um, we got a worship song now. Um, we often include a song worship. We were talking to the youth a few weeks ago about this. Mm. And they were like, what, people sing it at home? <laughs> and I was like, yes. <laughs> and they're going to get over it. Um, but I just want to encourage you that, you know, it might seem a bit strange to sing a song on your own at home compared to in a room full of people at church but it's really good to be able to worship God uh, you know on your own and in person and mm. with loads of people it's, there's no set rules on how to mm. do this and um, so whether you just listen to the words or you do sing them um, let's mm. worship God on a really important episode about how great the world is yeah. so let's go into that now.
4: Above all kingdoms, above all thrones Above all wonders the world has ever known Above all wealth and treasures of the earth Laid behind the stone, you lived to die, rejected and alone, like a rose, trampled on the ground. You took the fall. fall and thought of me
0: Just before we close, we've got uh, one or two notices, I think a, a video will play, but just to say we've got the big quiz coming up on Saturday the 20th, Yeah, um, that you can sign up for via Church suite. Uh, we'd love to see you there it's been great in the past and I think it'll be just as good this year we had good fun doing last yes. time.
1: Yes just to know it is on Zoom so it's not yes. in person but it's, it's still going to be a great night with mm. um, that's another fundraiser for Tear Fund so yes. tying into what we've been talking about today. There you go. And also uh, we have something exciting coming up called The Sanctuary mm. uh, I know this was announced on Sunday mm. when um, it was the celebration service but we've got a little promo video that we've made, it's like magic, <laughs> um, that this is going to be a worship service, it's going to be an hour long, it's run by Fran and John and they are looking for helpers. if you want to get involved mm. in that, um, mm. half ten start, so that this month they're going to pilot it, so it'll be on the 28th of November, yes. uh, but it's going to literally be just worship for one hour, God focused, it's exciting, it's gonna I'm be a good. bit gutted because I can't actually be there yeah. on the first one because... Um, yeah, I'm going to be at Cowley Mission Church that day. Mm. Um, I'm doing the talk. But yeah. all the best for that. Um, and if you can get involved and help out, John and Fran, uh, please do. But yeah, yeah, so roll on to the notices and
7: see you next time. Right. Are you ready for your first question? Here it is. Over the past three years, how much money have people taking part in Tearfund's Big Quiz Night raised to transform the lives of people living in poverty all around the world? The answer to that question is over £675,000. Hello, I'm Lisa and I'm here to invite you to take part in this brilliant event. It's a quiz, only it's so much bigger than a quiz. Since Tier Fund's first annual Big Quiz Night in 2018, tens of thousands of people just like you across the UK and some places much further away have gotten involved. Through excellent evenings of giant quizzing fun, they've taken on the serious job of helping release people all around the world from extreme poverty. We're doing it all over again and this year we'd love for you to join us on the 20th of November. Come and share the fun and be part of something big. We prepared some excellent questions for you. I'm afraid this one isn't one. Does pineapple belong on pizza? Our quiz masters have yet to agree so feel free to tell us what you think on social media using the hashtag BigQuizNight. Feel free to share your most controversial quiz questions with us and we'll love to see you there. See you on the 20th of November.